Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. The Washington Post's legendary Sally Quinn will join us later on the program today. Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network tonight at 7 o'clock on Global Television, Canada's Toxic Secret. Canada's Toxic Secret, a troubling trend of leaks and spills in the Sarnia, Ontario area, and the fears of those who live live by uh, Global News in collaboration in an investigation of heavy concentration of industry and resulting toxic chemical releases will be featured, and uh, Carolyn Jarvis joins us, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Global News. Carolyn, hi. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me on. What was the red flag which led to this investigation of the chemical industry, the spills, and the leaks in the Sarnia area? You know, Roy, this was a slow drip of a story. This is two years that I've been investigating what's been going on in this neighborhood and that First Nation of Amjanam, which lies at the south end of Sarnia, and so we submitted dozens of freedom of information requests for documents from the government and received thousands of pages of disclosure. And we just poured through them exhaustively. And it was the pattern that revealed itself. In a two-year period, we received over 500 reports documenting spills and leaks in the Sarnia area. Some of them were minor. Some of them were more concerning. But what it said was that this was happening with a degree of regularity that was alarming. And the levels of benzene, for example, a cancer-causing toxin, were at levels that even the government deems to be unacceptable. In some instances, you know, four times the annual level that the government has set as a health-based standard. And this is a concerning chemical being leaked into the community. And this was going on for a long period of time. Oh, well, and if you look at the long-term trends, credit where credit is due, the air quality in Sarnia is way better than it ever has been. But... The question is, is it good enough? The air quality standards still aren't being met based on what the government has said they should be. And so have we gone far enough? And are the industries and and companies who have set up shop in this area doing everything they can to mitigate their emissions? Mm -hmm. There's a remarkable woman who's featured on the program at 7 o'clock tonight on Global Television, Ada Lockridge. She's uh, set to be Canada's Erin Brockovich. Brockovich, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She absolutely is. <laughs> you know, I'm texting her on the phone today uh, as she receives uh, an incredible feedback based on our copy that's already available on our website, globalnews.ca, which has already gone viral, which is really wonderful to see. She is a woman who is a one-woman crusader, and she is taking on these multinational companies. If there is a flare going on that's excessively bright, or her windows are rattling, or there's a strange odor in her backyard, she just calls up Shell, or calls up Suncor, or calls up... Pembina or Nova or whomever it may be concerning to say, hey, hey guys, what's going on here? Like it's just one woman versus these giants. But she 
um, has no fear, and she just makes sure that things are, are okay. She keeps a record of every single instance that she experiences when something is awry, and she documents it and has been for over a decade. For wow. two years, she's been keeping a video diary for us, showing us what it's like to live there. And that's part of the piece you'll be seeing tonight in our documentary at 7. I mean, it's really eye-opening when you really get a front-row seat to what it's actually like to live there. I mean, it's amazing. I guess one of the issues, uh, one of the problems for people who live in the area who are not like Ada Lockridge, uh, but understand something is going wrong because they see it in their neighbors, they see it in their families, they see it in themselves, but they're also living a fairly comfortable life. The salaries are good, the lifestyle is good, so why disrupt that? It's, you know, there's an expression, Roy, that they say in this community, and some people may laugh about it, but they call it the silence of the Lampton, because this is Lampton County. And sure, it's a play on the movie title, but what it says is that people in this area don't want to talk, because talk poorly about industry and you're putting your livelihood at risk. So there's this hush that falls over the town. I mean, in one of our very first visits to the community, well over two years ago, I was at a local bar having a drink at the end of a workday. And I told a fellow what I was doing. And it wasn't long after that there was a blog post on a community site telling Sarnians not to speak with the global reporter. And I was going to be doing a terrible story about the industry and not to connect with me at all should I be asking any questions. I mean, a very clear message to keep your mouth shut because this is what puts food on the table in this community. Yeah. And heck, you know, as long as you and I fill up our cars, we equally have a reliance on it. We just don't have to see and experience That's right. what happens. That's right, we don't. But the question is, are these companies conducting business in the most responsible manner? And is the government doing its job in oversight of those companies? And if you can do it in a very concentrated area, with minimal necessary oversight, you can get away with it, particularly if the people in the area, like you said, feel comfortable with their lifestyle, with their way of living, understand there's something wrong, but also know that they're living well and so they don't want to disrupt that. Uh, it, 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 can, it can go on for a, a long, long period of time. Carolyn, what impacted you most? You know, there's this moment when I sat down with Ada and I said to her, do you expect to get cancer? And she said, yeah. She says, I do. And I said, so why do you leave? She says, I just can't. You know, I said I was going to move, but, you know, I, I grew up here. My ancestors are buried here. This is my home. I don't want to leave. And and it wasn't the first instance where I'd spoken to someone who's just resigned themselves to the fact that based on geography, they are going to fall ill. Now, we can't ever know conclusively, Roy, that, you know, industry is causing illness because, heck, nobody's funded a health study to determine that. It's long been floated, but nobody's wanted to pay for it except for industry. And again, credit where credit is due. They've said they would pay their one-third of the cost, but the feds or the province have stepped up to fund their portion of the bill. And so people are getting sick, and they believe that industry may be playing a role there, but nobody can conclusively say that it's, it's the cause. And this to be Ron Plain in the story. He's got 20 to 24 months to live, and he believes it's been caused by exposure to benzene. Wow. Well, you think it's about that. You think about that. Impacting your community and everybody in that community in that manner. You don't know when, but you know probably. And, and, and you accept it because, again, because the life you live while you're living it is comfortable. It's, it's all, let me in the minute we have left here. You have a, it's a great collaborative effort that's gone into producing this, uh, this documentary. This is such a point of pride. This is the largest collaboration of Canadian journalists ever. I mean, when you're pouring through this volume of documentation, it's exhaustive and you need all hands on deck. So it, Global News was the lead on this project. I've been at it for two years, but 
within the last six months or so, the Toronto Star came on board, Ryerson School of Journalism, Concordia School of Journalism, Patty Sontag, who's a firecracker from the New York Times, who won the Mishner Awards Foundation. She's a Canadian herself, um, as well as the National Observer. And we and two schools at UBC and at uh, University of Regina were partner collaborators for a greater series on, on environmental issues elsewhere in the country. So this is a, a massive feat of journalism and, and a really point of pride for, for Global News to be a part of as the only broadcaster. Journalism at its very best. Um, I think so. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it is. This is, the kind, this is the kind of story. What you've done and what you're doing is what defines what journalism's about, and it's what de- delivers credibility to journalism because it's, it's selfless and it's in the interest of people who require the kind of coverage that you're giving them. So 7 o'clock tonight uh, on Global Television – and uh, it's about the Canada's toxic secret in Sarnia. And you can watch the full documentary, Seven Again, on global television. Carolyn, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight. Thank you so much for your time, Roy. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye.